Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Sometimes I climb so far, only to backslide. Lord, I may be sliding back, but I will not abandon I don't have any specific word in my sermon. I just just share. But before I share this word to you, I'd like to read a couple of scriptures that God asked me to read this morning. God told me to read a couple of scriptures to kind of prepare your heart before you hear this message. It's not in the computer. I just read it. For God has revealed... I'm sorry. Verse 9, 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The Bible says that many things that you haven't seen, you haven't heard, haven't entered into your heart. God prepare to give to you the things to those who love Him. And those things you don't see, those things you have not understood. Verse 10 says, But God has revealed them, revealed those things that God wants to bless you to us through His Spirit. Capital S-P-I-R-T. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. God gives to you the things that you have not heard, the things that your eyes have not seen, the things that you have not experienced by His Spirit. And verse 11 says, For what man knows the things of a man? In other words, your own mind only know the things of man, human. You cannot understand the things of the Spirit by your own mind. Except the Spirit of the man. Your own spirit understand yourself. Some of you may not even understand yourself. Which is in Him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Today I'm going to talk in the line of the Spirit of God. And I want to tell you right now that if you try to use your PhD... You try to use your MD or your uh, uh, diploma from any college. Try to understand the things of the Spirit of God. You will miss it. Because the Spirit of man cannot understand the things of the Spirit of God. Unless the Spirit of God help you. Amen. So today, I want you to shut your head off. And open. No, I don't mean that you cut your head off. Just shut your mind and open your spirit to receive the things of the Spirit. The Bible says, actually, I, I don't have the Amplified Bible in front of me, but the Amplified Bible very, very, very uh, uh, significant. I want to read to you here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 to 5, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, meaning are not the, of the flesh, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 4 and 5. Casting down arguments. And in the Amplified Bible, it says, Reasonings. 
and imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. My dear brother and sister, I need to say this thing before I preach this because I know that some of you come from other church background. Some of you come from the church that you never see the things of God moving in the church. You come from some kind of tradition. You may come from other religions. You never see things of God. And I want to tell you right now, either you fight with God with your own reasonings, or you fight with God with your own imagination, or you're going to say, I will cast down those arguments in your brain, those reasoning in your brain, like healing. You can argue all the days of your life that God cannot heal me, my rib. There's a person that God heal his rib, sitting there. Praise God. God, you can argue with God. You can use your reasoning from the medical school, from anything. But you're going to not get anything from God if you keep arguing with God. You need to open your heart. Cast down the arguments, the imaginations, and the reasonings, and bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You need to surrender to God. Today, I'd like to read some scripture and explain to you that what God wants to do in the church. Uh, let me read from Ezekiel chapter 47. It may be a little bit deep for some of you, but I try my best to explain. If he, Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 to 9, this is a prophecy regarding the end time church. The Bible says that then the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There, the temple, this is the temple in heaven. There I saw a stream, because it's a capital T. Then I saw a stream flowing eastward from beneath the temple, threshold. This stream, we talk about the stream, then passed to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall to the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the stream flowing. Everyone say flowing. flowing. Out through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he, he went, he led me along the stream of 1,750 feet and told me to go across. At the point, water was up to my ankles. Everyone say ankles. Where is ankle? Here. Ankle. Okay. He measured up another 1,750 feet and told me to go across again. This time, the water was up to my knees. Everyone say knees. After another 1,750 feet, it was up to my west. Everyone say west. west. Then he measured another 1,750 feet and the river, now turned to be river. Eventually, it's just a stream. Now when it bigger and bigger and thicker and higher, become the river was too deep to cross without swimming. Starting from the ankle, then go up to the knee, then go up to the waist, and then become a big river that you cannot stand anymore. You need to swim. He told me to keep in mind what I had seen. Then he led me back along the river bank. Suddenly, to my surprise, many trees. You know what is a tree? The Bible trees compared to Christian life. You are called the oak of righteousness. You are, the, you are called the tree of God. The tree planted by the river bank and get food from that river. To my surprise, many trees were now growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, this river flows east through the desert into the Jordan Valley. 
and where it enters the Dead Sea. Dead Sea means desolation, a hopeless situation, no way out. Situation in the church looked very hopeless. Amen. You can see that many Christians, I heard from somebody yesterday, that somebody, uh, this is uh, an old believer from another church, told me that his friend left the church many years ago and just stayed home watching TV because he saw more sins in the church than outside the church. He saw more uh, fornication and, and um, uh, adultery and cheating and cunning things in the church more than outside the church. The church is dead. No life. The waters of this stream will heal. Everyone say heal. The salty waters of the Dead Sea and make them fresh and pure. God wants to come into the church and purify the church. God wants to change the dead church, the dead Christian life, the dry Christian, the desert into the living sea. That the fish will come in. God wants to give life to the church, to every believer. Everything that touches the water of this river will leave. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its water will be healed. How many people want your marriage to be healed? How many people want your relationship to be healed? How many people want your life to be healed? Want your sickness to be healed? Want your, your body to be healed? Your mind to be healed? How many people want life in your life? How many people want the life of God? How many people want the, the death of this world? I don't want the death of Satan. I don't want the dead things of demon. I want life from God. So its water will be healed. Wherever this water flows, everything will leave. I read from NLT, New Living Translation. What is this river? The Bible prophesies that in the end time, God is going to flood the church with the rivers of God. The church of God in the past century has been dry, has been lacking. The things of God. We don't see miracles in, like in the book of Acts. Christians struggle. Christians, even though they profess Jesus, but they struggle in sin. They are in bondage. Many people say that statistically there are more divorces in the church than outside the church. You heard all the scandal about minister, cheat money, lie with the, um, his worker. You heard about youth pastor, Commit adultery with the youth members. All this stuff in the church turned a lot of people away from God. When I first came to America in 1985, I talked about God. I was shocked because I was so new in America. I was, talk, I was talking about God in the hospital and all the doctors make their face like mad at me. And I say, why? They say that I saw all the bad things that happened in the body of Christ. I saw all the cheating and, and all this bad stuff that happened. in the. I don't want your God. Because I see all these bad things in the church. Accept it, it's true. Don't try to lie to yourself, it's not true. This is true, it happened all over the world. But thank God, God is going to flow His river into the church. 
God gonna make the dead sea to become a lively sea. Amen. God want to touch the church. And what is that river? The Jesus Christ give us the answer in the book of John, chapter seven, verses seven thirty-seven to thirty-nine. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, "If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink." He who believes in me, as the scriptures has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Rivers that we talk about is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. My dear brother and sister, God want to bring the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to the church. But what we need to do if we want to see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, if we want to experience the flood of the rivers of God, we need to humble ourselves and be thirsty. Amen. We need to humble ourselves and say, God, I have not arrived yet. I'm still a long way to go. My faith is still weak. My love is still little. I need to grow more. God, I'm still struggling with my sin. I still have bondage in my life. Demons still trying to get a hold of me. I'm still. I need God. God, I am desperate. I cannot do this without you. I need the rivers of God come in to clean my feet, clean my legs up to my knee, clean my legs up to my waist, and eventually I want to swim in that water. And God has promised this to the church. But unfortunately, most Christians are not educated about it, and that's why we don't see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church. That's why we call in the term revival. Revival. What does it mean? Revival means something already dead, and you revive it. If somebody heart stop, you resuscitate, give adrenaline, pump the heart, breathe in to revive that person to to life again. Amen. You know, you cannot revive something that has not been alive before. When you come to know Jesus the first year, you get so excited about God. But after a few years, you begin to dry down. You begin to become lukewarm. And I tell you right now, God wants to put the fire of God into your heart again. God wants to stir you up again and and bring the first love of Jesus Christ back to the church. God wants to pour out His Spirit so that your passion will not be for the world, but your passion will be for God. God wants to give that river to you. But it's up to us. Whether we're gonna have be at the ankle deep, or we're gonna be at the knee deep, or we're gonna be at the waist deep, you know. I remember I, when I was young, I was so afraid of water. I remember when I was four, three, two or three years old, my dad always take me to the beach every summer. I never forgot. That is one of the experience I never forgot about my dad. He would he would drive a car to the beach called Bang San. Some of you know that that beach very well in Thailand. We went to this beach, and I never forgot that when my mom tried to take me down to the water, I cry. Ah, I, I don't like that water in the sea, and I don't want my feet to be wet. I never forgot that I really have a hard time learning how to swim because I learned uh, taekwondo first. You know, taekwondo and swimming is so opposite. Because in in taekwondo, you have to make your feet very strong and push 
But in swim, you need to make your feet soft so you can swim. You understand what I'm talking about? When you want to swim like a like this, you, your feet need to be very flexible. But my legs are not flexible because I was trained in martial arts since I was young. So I hate water. I'm afraid I'm going to be drowned in the water. So I remember the first day I went to the swimming pool. I kind of like this. Kind of feel the water a little bit. I, I want to see how I feel with my ankle in the water. And after, how many people experience that? When you put your foot in the water, the first few minutes, it's so cold. So after this cold, the, the, after a while the skin gets used to, the temperature gets used to, then you go into the knee. Ah, oh, at the beginning, the knee kind of, the leg kind of cold. Is that right? How many people experience that? And after a while, you kind of feel good. Now you think, I need to wet my short pan now. So you walk down to the west. And you walk away, oh, it's cold around here. Oh, cold. After a while, it starts to be warm here. Now, you say, let's jump in to swim. And you wet your hair. Everything, you just swim. And that's how we feel about the Holy Spirit. I never forget that when I first got saved, I was saved in the evangelical church. And when I first went to Pentecostal church, I was so shocked and I was so scared of what's going on in the church. Because it's like, I want just to, but, but I was hungry, I was thirsty. I want, I want more of God. I don't want just to stop there. I am hungry for God. I know I'm desperate. I need to grow more. I'm struggling with my own sin. When I first became a new believer, I'm still sinning a lot. I tell you that right now. I was sinning a lot because I was weak. But I know I need help from God. So I kind of scared. So I put my feet a little bit into the service and to see what happened. To see what happened if the Spirit of God touched me. What happened with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit touched me. But after I get used to for a few services, for the third service, I begin to go to the West level. I begin to get used to the Spirit of God. And after now, at this time, 24, 25 years, now I swim. I don't put in my anchor anymore. When I see the water of God, I just, boom, go into the water. Just swim. Because I know it's refreshing. I know it's good for myself. Because water of God, because the rivers of God, give life. Amen. 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 Give life. Give healing. Amen. Give wisdom. Give power. Why Christians are afraid of the Holy Spirit? I don't understand. Why don't we welcome the Holy Spirit in the church? Why? In a church, we have the program on the paper and going to do this, do this, do this. You know, some church, sometime in the churches, the Holy Spirit never show up for five years because the passages keep doing whatever the paper say. Holy Spirit have no room to do anything. Amen. The Bible says you have to be hungry. You need to be thirsty. In the Bible, we can see that there are two kinds of people all the time. Two kinds of people. I read the scripture to you and you're going to see Exodus chapter 20 verses 18 to 21. Exodus 20, 18 to 21. Now all the people witnessed the thundering, the lightning flashes. Oh, this is the tangible presence of the glory of God. When, you know, God is everywhere. 
Okay, God is omnipresence. God is everywhere, but the tangible, thick presence of God is not everywhere. And when God show up in a tangible, thick, weighty, glorious way, people may see the cloud. People will hear the thunder. The building can be shaken. The 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 jail door can be flung, uh, flying open. Things happen when God of the heaven and the earth show up in a real tangible way. There is some manifestation in the physical realm because physical realm cannot. Five minutes, the presence of God. He is so powerful. How many people have looked at the sun for five minutes? If you look at the sun, the real sun, for five minutes, your eye gonna be in trouble. Your retina gonna be in trouble. Amen. That's why we cannot look at the sun. Oh, God is much glorious than the sun. If God show up, you know, you're, you're gonna see some physical manifestation. Something gonna have to go. Not God though, we. Or the mountain gonna go. Or something gonna go? Not God, because God is stronger. Amen. So you can see that God show up in that mountain when Moses took this children of Israel light into the wilderness. The thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, the mountain smoking mean the presence of God so thick. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood far off. Okay, I'm gonna explain in a minute here. Then they said to Moses. You speak with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. They know that God is so powerful. Then, and Moses said to the people, "Do not fear God. God has come to test you, and that His fear may be free for you, so that you may not sin." So that the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness. Where God was, we learn two things from this scripture. Number one, there are two kind of fears. The Israelite have this kind of fear: I want to hide myself from God, don't see my sin. It's like the Adam and Eve hid from the presence of God. They sin against God, and that's why sometimes I notice that people who want to avoid meeting me, when I walk by, they walk another direction. Something going on. When people dare not look at my eyes as a pastor, when I go in and look at your eyes and you like this, <laughs> something wrong Amen. because you hide yourself Amen. from the presence of God. I'm not saying that I'm God, but because the, you know that I'm really serious about God, so I will bring the presence of God to you. So you cannot hide yourself, and that fear should not be in our heart. That if you call like a like afraid. But there is another kind of fear called the fear of God. What does it mean, the fear of God? The fear of God means I hate sin and I love righteousness. When we have the fear of God, we stand trembling before God and say, "God, I'm not going to hurt your feeling. I'm not going to make you upset with me. I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to betray my wife. I'm not going to betray my my uh, friend. I'm not going to steal thing from my company. I'm not going to do something bad because I fear you." I don't want to sin against you. Amen. My brother and sister don't have the first fear. These people, the first group of people in this this story, the children of Israel, what they did when they saw the presence of God, they stand afar off. 
But look at Moses. Why Moses was used by God? I know. I believe that God can raise up a lot of Moses today. Moses, who what? When you see the presence of God, you ran into the presence of God. You love the presence of God. You love the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You love the touch of the Spirit. I want to be like Moses. I have the fear of God, but I'm not afraid of God. I love to be in the presence of God. I can run toward God. I'm not going to pull myself off of the presence of God. Church, listen this by your spirit, not in your brain, because I know some of you are arguing with me right now. I know some of you try to use your reasoning to fight with this message. It's not going to help you. Amen. Amen. No, the, the only answer to your life is to repent. If you used to be afraid of the Holy Spirit, you need to repent. There's no other way. I tell you, the key word for Christian life is outer. Repentance. If you know that your life, your attitude doesn't agree with the word of God, doesn't agree with the heart of God, you need to repent. That's it. No other way. You know, you try to cast out demon from somebody. Demon never go out. You know why? Because they never repent. The only way to get set free from demon and sin and bondage, there is no shortcut. Repent. We need to repent of our sin. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, we need to press in. This is the key. You need to see your own, you need to see that the church needs the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You need to see that collectively as a church, we are not there yet. We are still baby church. We are a baby church. We are still far away from the highest glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. We haven't seen much miracle happen in the church. We haven't seen the blind see. We haven't seen miracle happen like in the book of Acts. Our lives still have a lot of faults and, and mistakes and sin in our life. Our attitude needs to be pure, purified. We need to see our own need of the help of God. And God has the key for you. Look at another prophecy in the Bible. In the book of Joel chapter 1 verses 8 to 12. Joel opened the chapter with the prophecy about the condition of Israel. And that prophecy is a prophecy regarding the church in the end time. The church in the end time, this is he opened the prophecy by saying this. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of your youth. The grain offering and the drink offering have been cut off from the house of the Lord. I mean, in the physical, mean no food. But in the spiritual, no spirit in the church. The, whole, the church is so dry. No, it's no spirit. God never show up. You just have your own service. But God never show up. Dry from the house of the Lord. The priest mourn. In other words, the pastor Say, where is God who ministered to the Lord? The field is wasted. The land mourns for the grain is ruined. The new wine is drying up. The oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers. You need to understand, God used all this physical vocabulary about farmer, rain, oil to talk about the spiritual condition of the church today. This is not just about physical thing. It's about spiritual condition. Well, you white dresser, for the wheat and the barley, because of the harvest of the field has perished. The vine has dried up, and the fig tree has withered. 
the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Mean the members tree mean represent Christian are not in good shape, are not strong. They just have a lot of head knowledge, but they don't do anything with it. All the tree of the field are withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. You go to church sometimes, you see people cry all the time. You see people have no joy. Just you know, sometimes I see Christian in my office, and I wonder where is God. No joy. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. He is good to me. No joy. There's no joy in Christian life. No love. No laughter. No happiness in the house. Hmm. Amen. No, I'm not attacking anyone. Don't take me wrong. I'm just trying to tell you the reality of, of the church condition nowadays. I'm t- telling you, I'm not attacking any denomination and any. Ch- I'm just talking about the general condition of Christianity in the world. How many people agree with me? There is no joy in the Christian church. Sometimes you need to kind of make joke on the stage to, for people to laugh. I don't make joke up here. You know why? Because I don't like the mental joy. I want the joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Because otherwise I just make you laugh because of your mental thing. I don't want to preach out of mental. I'm going to talk to you in your spirit. Talk into your spirit, not into your mind. Amen. Amen. Look at the Bible saying in Joel chapter 1, 13 to 14, mourning for the land. Gird yourself, lament you priests. God really showed that the church or the, the children of Israel were in desolation, were in bad shape. They were in hopelessness, mourning, total absence of joy, total absence of the presence of God, total absence of blessing. Come lie all night in sackcloth. Sackcloth means sadness. Who, who, you who minister to my God, the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Consecrate a fast. Now God said, come, take serious now. Fast. Abstain from food. Abstain from TV. Abstain from something that you like. Fast doesn't mean only food. Sometimes you like, some of you may like coffee. You may have to abstain from coffee. Die to your flesh. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God. And the Bible says, cry out to the Lord. You know, when I begin to pray for people, this is not the, the, the posture of people who cry out to the Lord. Hey God, Touch me. I'm here. This is not cry out to the Lord. Is that right? Why, why sometimes I call people out to the front to be prayed for? To let the outpouring of the Holy Spirit touch them. Because the Bible says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Amen. Humble yourself, sinner. When you come out to the front, you humble yourself. Amen. You lose your face. Something may happen to you. You may cry, you may, you may laugh, you may fall down, whatever. But you humble yourself. And God said, I will lift up the humble and I will oppose the proud. If you want God to pour out His Spirit upon you, you need to humble yourself. You need to cry now to God. I cry now to God every day. 
God, I need more anointing. God, deal with my flesh here. God, I want to die on my flesh. I want to be a better pastor. I want to be a better uh, husband. God, I still have my flesh. I still have my sin. I still have sinful nature on the inside of me. Come, Lord, burn. I need your power. My dear brothers and sisters, before I became a Christian, I saw a lot of power. But after I became a Christian, I don't see power in the church. I was so frustrated. I told you this story already before I became a Christian. I was worshipping idols. And at that time, I tell you, I can call any spirit to come and I spoke another voice. And I can speak another language. And I can walk around the whole house with my eyes closed under, the, under an evil spirit. I remember when I was before I became before I became a Christian. They put some spell on my back, and they used the big knife that they fight in the battle like a samurai, and hit my back, and the skin never be, was not broken open. There are, the the power of darkness is there. The people who gun out shoot the the bullet just didn't come out. The power of darkness stop do something for you. People put spells. I used to play what you call that. Board. Yeah, that board. Okay? And I never forgot when I was a young man, only 12 years old, I prayed some kind of chanting. And after I finished, finished chanting, I and my brother put the finger on the cup. The cup moved. And when I asked question, it moved to different letter and tell me the answer. It's real. I'm not kidding. The power of demon is real. But when I walk into the church, when I got saved, I don't see any power. A few days ago, one of our member, Thai member, went home, and there is a lady sitting there, began to talk in another voice, and said, you have to quit being a Christian, because I want your spirit. And that lady asked, why don't you come into my room? Because you have a Bible in there, I cannot get in there. Demons are real. Therefore, the church needs the power of the Holy Spirit. The church needs the Holy Spirit. We cannot fight with demons with our own good eloquence. With the diploma on the wall from the Bible school. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to usher the presence of God. We need to be filled with the power of God. Why our kids go into pornography in the internet? Because there's no power to fight. Amen. Amen. As long as you are in this church, I'm going to train you and teach you and lead you into the power of God because I know that I can last to the last day, last day of my Christian walk because of the power of God and the Amen. word of God. Not just Amen. the power, the, the word of God too. But we, need, we cannot just have only the word. We need the power too. Yes. Because if you have only the word, you dry up. But when you have the power, only without the word, you blow up. But when you have both the power and the word, you grow up. Yeah. Amen. 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 We need the power of God. Therefore, everyone, go deeper. The Bible says, call, cry out to me. And this is what happened after you cry out to God. You know, I am in the condition that I need help, Father. I'm not there yet. I have not arrived yet. I'm still a long way to go to become like Jesus. I'm a long way to go to have the love like Jesus. I'm a long way to go to be, to be powerful like Jesus. 
I need help. If you keep crying out, you know that your condition is in desolation. Your condition is in hopeless. You need the help of God. And you say, I cry now, I fast and pray. And then the Bible says, this is a promise of God in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward. After what? After repenting, after crying out to God, after taking serious about being thirsty for God and the things of God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And that's happened in the upper room in Acts chapter 2. The spirit came upon them. They got drunk. They laughed. They, you know, they looked like a drunk people. They were speaking in tongues. And a lot of people think that that is enough one time. No. We need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit all the time. You know why too recent we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit all the time? Because we have new people come in and they've never been touched by God. So we need to maintain, keep the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Number two, the reason we need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit all the time because we are not there yet. We have not arrived yet. We still need the touch of God. Amen. We still need the fire of God to come and burn the things on the inside. I told my patient two days ago, one of my patients came to me with two problems. Thoracic problem, T10 and 11, spinal canal stenosis. And he also has L2, 3, 4, 5 stenosis. This is a 17-something year man. I, said, I told him like this, okay, Mr. So-and-so, I'm going to fix your low back first. It takes about two or, two or three hours. But I don't want to fix your thoracic spine. Because if I do that, it's going to take six hours. I don't think you can handle six hours as you, at your age. You understand what I'm talking about? So I want to do two stages surgery. It's the same thing with us. The reason the Holy, we need to be touched by the Holy Spirit again and again because God cannot deal with you everything in one time. You cannot handle it. Amen. You have to be re- repeating. The touch of God has to be repeating again and again because God wants to deal with you little by little. But the key is, is you need to have this attitude. I cannot go deeper. I'm going to go deeper in the ankle. I'm going to go deeper in the knee. I'm going to go deeper in my waist. I'm not going to be ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to usher for the Holy Spirit. I'm going to cry now to God. I'm going to touch the garment of Jesus like that woman with the issue of blood. I'm going to touch you. I want that suddenly. I want God to touch me. Amen. Now you understand what I'm doing in the church. You understand the theology behind. Because I totally believe in this prophecy that this is for the church. And the church needs to stay in revival. Amen. Amen. Please don't fight against the Holy Spirit. Please welcome. Can you imagine the Holy Spirit already visit the church? The Holy Spirit already visit our church so many times, but so many people still sit in the back and say, I don't care. I don't care about Holy Spirit. I want to change you to change your mind and say, God, I need the Holy Spirit. I need you. I need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it depends on the degree of your hunger. It depends on the degree of your hunger. The more hungry you are, the more He's going to touch you. It's like water. The more thirsty you are, the more you're going to drink. I'm thirsty right now. I'm talking too much. The more hungry, the more God is going to come upon you and touch you. 
Is Carla here? Is Carla in this room? Can you come out here, Carla? I don't see you because I don't wear glasses. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Carla, are you hungry for the things, the, for the Spirit of God? Yes. You're hungry. You can turn to me. Close your eyes and receive the Holy Spirit. Receive, receive fire. Receive the Holy Spirit. Don't be ashamed of the power of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Katie, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Close your eyes. Hallelujah. Yoko, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? We love you, Yoko. We appreciate you so much. You are my friend. Hungry. Feel. Feel. Jesus' mighty name, Feel. Jesus' mighty name. Tom, are you hungry? Yes, Lord. Phil! Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Rumiko. Sorry for the space. Just honor the Lord for a few minutes, okay? Don't talk right now. Don't chit-chat. Grace of God. The grace of God. Jesus' mighty name. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Give me a few minutes. Can you give me a few minutes? Both of you. Me and Drink, drink, drink. Get hungry, get hungry. Thirst. Feel them, Lord. Feel them. Feel them. Feel them, Lord. Feel them. Feel. Feel. Yes, Lord. Feel. Don't despise the Holy Spirit. This is not the work of the end of Satan. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. 
Don't look down on the things of God. Don't have an attitude toward the things of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Nine four. people who sit on the chair the presence of God is here right now just drink just drink receive 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 the presence of God is here right now joy hand together the Lord want to give you the blessing The Lord want to use both of you. Fire! Fire! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fire! 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 Drink, 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 drink. PJ. PJ Justin Nisa Joy Spirit Drink, 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 drink Touch me from drink. above Drink Trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.